Blog Talk Radio. I come on my knees to lay down before you, bringing all that I am, longing only to know you, seeking your face, and not only your hand, I find you.
our son As your spirit flows free Let it find within me A heart that beats to praise you And now just to know you
Father God, I thank you, God, for another opportunity, God, to sit before your people, to tell them what thus says, oh, Lord, I do not take this opportunity for granted, God. I thank you for every person that's present on tonight, Lord God, and those that will be listening to the replay, God. I thank you for them, God, and I pray that they receive what you would have for them to receive out of tonight's message, God. Thank you for strengthening me to bring it forth the way that you would desire for it to be brought forth so that your name may get the in the name of Jesus, amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacy. Thank you for taking the time to join me on tonight. I pray that the word of the Lord will be a blessing unto you. Let's get right into it for tonight. The foundational text comes from Genesis 4. Verses 1 through 16. That's Genesis 4, verses 1 through 16 from the NIV. Adam made love to Eve, to his wife Eve, and she became pregnant and gave birth to Cain. She said, With the help of the Lord, I have brought forth a man. Later she gave birth to his brother Abel. Now Abel kept flocks, and Cain worked the soil. In the course of time, Cain brought some of the fruits of the soil as an offering to the Lord. And Abel also brought an offering, fat fat portions from some of the firstborn of his flock. The Lord looked with favor on Abel and his offering. But on Cain and his offering, he did not look with favor. So Cain was very angry, and his face was downcast. Then the Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your face downcast? If you do what is right, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do what's right, sin is crouching at your door. It desires to have you, but you must rule over it. Now Cain said to his brother Abel, Let's go out to the field. While they were in the field, Cain attacked his his brother Abel and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is your brother Abel? I don't know, he replied. Am I my brother's keeper? The Lord said, What have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are under a curse and driven from the ground, which opens open its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you work the ground, it will no longer yield its crops for you. You will be a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain said to the Lord, My punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. But the Lord said to him, Not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. Cain went out from the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Again, it's Genesis 4, verses 1 through 16 from the NIV. 
Now there's a lot of talk, especially in these last days, about the mark of the beast. But God, whether you know it or not, but God has marked some people too. Possibly, just possibly, some people you never, never, ever, ever would have expected, given what you know of them. Some people you never would have expected and you know of them in a negative way. But did you also know that they are marked by God? I let that sink in. Because everybody right now is talking about the mark of the beast. But God, possibly some people you never would have expected, given what you know of them. They are, too, marked by God. For example, in tonight's foundational text, Cain murdered his brother, Abel, and then lied like he didn't know his brother's whereabouts. Abel, who God looked on with favor, he looked upon him and his offering with favor, was dead at the hands of Cain, the Bible says. God, knowing the truth of what happened, happened, punished Cain. And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is more than I can bear. Today you are driving me from the land, and I will be hidden from your presence. I will be a restless wanderer on the earth, and whoever finds me will kill me. And this right here, y'all, and this right here, y'all, this is the part that blessed me. But the Lord said to him, not so. Anyone who kills Cain will suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord, here it comes, then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. Wow, 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 wow. Even though Cain had killed his brother, still God wouldn't allow anyone to kill him. Even though Cain had killed his brother, still God wouldn't allow anyone to kill him. Even though Cain was a murderer with a, with blood on his hands, he was a murderer with blood on his hands, a liar and a cheater, cheating him, cheating God of all people out of the best offer possible. Even though Cain had anger issues, issues with not being accepted, and jealousy. Still, God put a mark on him. Still, God put a mark on him. He protected him from being blessed me. When I tell y'all that blessed me, it blessed me because it really showed me how God doesn't just throw us away so easily. Because it really showed me, it really opened my eyes to how God doesn't throw us away so easily the way that people have and will. I'm sure that many of you can relate to this. People have thrown you away easily, but God doesn't do that. He doesn't throw us away so easily the way that people have and will the minute they know something incriminating about us. Because here in tonight's foundational text, God knew. He knew all of Cain's dirt. He knew exactly what Cain had done. He knew exactly what Cain was capable of. He knew not only was he a murderer, but he was a liar and a cheater. He knew all of that. And in this society, God would have had enough evidence on Cain to land him in prison for life, doing a life sentence. Instead, what does God do? Instead, he decides to send him away 
Instead, he decides to send him away from his presence as a part of his punishment. But to protect him at the same time, only God would do something like that, send him away from his presence, but choose to protect him at the same time by putting a mark on him. Hear me, by putting a mark on him. Somebody, you know you should have been dead a long time ago. I'm not exaggerating. You know you should have been dead a long time ago, given your given your negative history. Given your negative history, you should have been dead a long time ago. But God, but God, but God spared your life. Some of y'all, you don't even remember how you got home. Some of y'all, you don't even remember how you got home. That's how drunk you were that time. That's how drunk you were that time, remember? But God, somebody with the mistakes you've made, the people you hurt, you know you're supposed to be in prison. Somebody with the mistakes you've made, with the people you've hurt, you know you're supposed to be in prison. But God spared you. People look at you and they don't know how you're still here. People look at you and they don't know why you're still here. They don't know how you're still here. How you're holding it all together. How you're holding it all together with all the issues you have. Because when people know you, they think they know you. So given all the issues you have, they just don't understand why and how you're holding it all together. They don't know that God has mocked you. They don't know, they don't understand that God has mocked you for your own protection. They don't know, they don't understand that God has mocked you for your own protection. And it's not even, listen to this part, and it's not even that you're saved. It's, it's not even that you're saved because Cain wasn't saved. Hear me real good. Cain was not saved. I'm trying. I'm not trying to make him seem like he was saved. He was not saved. And it's not even that you're saved because Cain wasn't saved. But still, but still, God God marked him for His own protection. But still, God marked him for His own protection. Marked tonight's message. But love, God wants to see you alive and not dead. But love, God wants to see you alive and not dead. God wants to see you redeemed and not condemned. That's a big one. God wants to see you redeemed and not condemned. So you still, so you still have life. So you still have life in your body because of a mark He's put on you. You still have life in your body, not because of the doctors. They did what they could do. True enough. It's not because of anything that you did, good or bad, but you still have life in your body because of a mark he put on you. That mark tells the enemy to back off. Don't take his life. Don't take her life. Even though in your heart, some of you are just like Cain. Even though in your heart, some of you are just like Cain. You will lie. Oh, yes, you will. You will lie and try your best to cheat your way through. You will lie and try your best to cheat your way through. Still, God, still God says others of you are Cain. You are Cain. You can relate fully to tonight's text. You are Cain. You're not innocent of murder. You're not innocent of murder. Still, you have another chance. Listen to the mercy of God. Still, you have another chance, another chance in the land of the living, 
is another opportunity to repent. Another chance in the land of the living is another opportunity to repent. And repent, according to Matthew 4 and 17, from the Amplified means to. And repent, according to Matthew 4 and verse 17 from the Amplified, the AMPC means to change. It means to change your inner self. It means to, to change your old way of thinking. It means to regret past sins. Live your life in a way that proves repentance. And last but not least, it means to seek God's purpose for your life. Let me go over those again for somebody. It means to change. It means to change your inner self. Change your old way of thinking. It means to repent which we're going to do. It means to regret past sins. That's what repent means, to regret past sins. It means also live your life in a way that proves repentance. And last but not least, see God's purpose for your life. And let's do just that. Let's repent. Remember, the first step to true repentance is not just, I'm sorry. You can't just throw on, I'm sorry, at God, and think everything is okay. No, the first step to true repentance is not just, I'm sorry, but actual change. Father God, I have sinned. We're going to make this first part personal, and then we're going to bring it all together at the end. I have sinned. I have made some bad choices that led to some big regrets. But so much regret is what has pushed me to change. But so much regret is what has pushed me to change. Put some significant things in place in order and make this change a permanent lifestyle alteration. I let go of some habits. I let go of some people, some negative influences. I place it all under the precious covering of the blood of Jesus that was shed as a sacrifice for my well-being, physically and mentally. Step two to true repentance is you have to make a change within. And tonight, I vow not to just talk change, but to be the change I need for me. I vow to not just talk change, but to be the change I need for me. My former self did things outwardly to please people. But, Father, in this season of shedding, in this season of shedding, I'm looking inwardly, seeking you to get to the root of some past hurts that have left me inwardly, that has left me inwardly in pain. I've learned that keeping silent, I've learned that keeping silent never promotes healing. I learned that keeping silent never promotes healing, a healthy heart or mindset. Sometimes pain needs to scream. Sometimes pain needs to scream, needs to be loud. So this is me being loud on behalf of my inner self. Heal me, O Lord, and I shall be healed. Pull up every root of everything. Pull up the root of everything in me you have not planted. Matthew 15 and 13, NIV, Jeremiah 17 and 14, King James Version. I understand 
that I cannot think the same. I understand that I cannot think the same. And it be a permanent change. To change my inner self, especially my old way of thinking, is just too costly. My old way of thinking is just too costly. I told you this first part of the prayer of repentance was personal. And somebody you know, of your old way of thinking is just too costly. Therefore, I vow to replace every negative thought, every ungodly thought, every time-consuming, unproductive thought. I vow to replace it with your word, with the word of God, which is step three to true repentance. You must change your old way of thinking. There is nothing at this point that will make me want to safeguard my issues. There's nothing at this point that will make me want to safeguard my issues and continue as I have been. I regret every bit of it. I regret every bit of it. And I now know that it was not me, but the sin living in me, like the Apostle Paul once said, but the sin living in me that enabled me to do those things, to say those things, and I regret it all. And I regret it all, totally. Regret your past, which is step four to true repentance. Time out for glorifying what what might have been good to you, what might have felt good to you, and being good to you at the time. All the while, it was killing you. Because that's what sin does. It leads to death. James 1 and 15, New Living Translation. It said, I choose from this night forward to live my life in a way that proves repentance. And that's the fifth step. The fifth step to true repentance is live your life in a way that proves repentance. Not that I have to prove myself to people. Not that I have to prove myself to people. Not that you have to prove yourself to people. Because I don't, because you don't. But there is a way that I can live willingly for you, Father, from this day forward. Day to day, they will get the attention of others, and they will know instinctively, they will know that there is now a difference between who I used to be, between who you used to be, and who I am now. There's a difference between who you used to be and who you are now. So I seek, we seek your purpose, Father. We want what you want for us. In the words of Jesus, not my will, not our will, but yours be done. No more our will, but yours be done. Luke 22. The sixth and final step to true repentance being seek God's presence. Excuse me. Seek God's purpose for your life. His presence is there too. See God's purpose for your life. Therefore, we surrender. We open up. We lay down our swords, just like the, just like Peter did. He laid down his sword. We lay down our sword. Our sword being anything that will cut us off from you, anything that cuts us off from receiving from you, we lay it down. Once sinners, we repent. We were once sinners, but now we repent and come into the new, into the newness of life with you. We accept you as our Lord and Savior. Sadly, nowhere in Scripture 
do we do we read where Cain was redeemed? But not us. That won't be us. I decree and declare we all are remnants. It won't be us. We take this moment to fully receive all that Jesus died to give us, physically, mentally, emotionally. We are overcoming. And so we receive his salvation, his freedom. We now live for him. We now seek his purpose and his presence in his name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I hope so. I hope now somebody can see how God truly loves us. He loves us enough to protect us even when we don't deserve it. He loves us enough to cover us even when we don't deserve it. He loves us enough to punish us but still protect us at the same time even though we don't deserve it. He loves us enough to give us a second chance, a third, fourth, and a fifth. He loves us enough to leave us in the land of living when we should have been dead, should have been in prison, should have got what was coming to us, whatever that would have been. He loves us enough to shield us and give us an opportunity, opportunity like tonight to get our stuff together before he comes because he com- he's coming. No man knows the day or the hour, but he's coming. But he's giving us time to get ourselves together. So I pray that somebody takes this message seriously on tonight. Do what you need to do to get yourself together. If you need to go back and listen to the prayer, listen to the whole message, how God and Cain's situation was broke down. If you need to listen to the whole thing, it will be available right here on Blog Talk Radio at blogtalkradio.com slash prolificfire. It will be available on Twitter, on Facebook. I will put the information up on Instagram tomorrow. So just look for all of that. But this message will be floating within the Internet for a long, long time. That's what I love about the Internet. If you put it out there, it stays out there. So you will be able to find it if you need it. With all of that being said, this concludes tonight's message. If you need prayer or Bible-based consultation, call or text 865-408-8690. That's 865-408-8690. Or you can email prolificfire at gmail.com. However, if you're on the phone lines right now via Block Talk Radio and you know you need prayer that's unrelated to what we just covered on tonight, Please press 1 on your phone right now. Press 1 on your phone. But wait, 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 wait until you hear me say hello. And please know that I'm only going to call out your area code, nothing more. Just enough to let you know that I'm talking to you and you're about to be on the air. But wait until I properly greet you before you say hello and begin to speak. That way, not only will God hear your prayer request, but I will hear it and proceed accordingly. With all of that being addressed, I'm going to give you the announcement, and please take that time to get your prayer request in your head because I will be coming to the phone line shortly after the announcements. If you need this ministry's PayPal info or Cash App info, you can access the PayPal by going to paypal.me slash prolificfire, paypal.me slash prolificfire. It works in any country that you're in. 
That's what I love about PayPal. You don't have to be in the United States. You can be in another country. PayPal works all over. Or right here in the United States, you can cash out the dollar symbol and the ministry's name, which is Prolific Fire. It's a dollar symbol and Prolific Fire. The P and the the P in prolific is capital. The F and fire is capital written all together. If you see um soil with some fire coming out, out of it, you have the right cash app that is prolific fire's official logo. As usual, you can find me on Twitter at Prolific Fire, on Instagram at Property Stage, like the Prolific Fire Ministry Facebook page. And you can DM me, inbox me on either one of those. People do so all the time. That is fine. If you need to reach out, please don't hesitate. Free or free to do so. In the name of the Lord, I would greet you in his name and do what he wants to do in this situation. But please keep it godly. And be sure to check out prolificfire.com, prolificfire.com. On the website, the ministry's website, you can do everything I name from donate. You can you can donate. You can send in your prayer request. You can sponsor child through World Vision if you desire to do so. I've been a World Vision sponsor for over 20 years. I'm also a World Vision child ambassador. If you don't know what that means, I voluntarily. Hook children up with sponsors because I believe in World Vision's program to better the children's lives overseas. Those that are less fortunate, they need sponsors to help them obtain food, clothes, education, the basic things that we take for granted in the United States, especially with COVID hitting worldwide. It's affecting them more than it's affecting us. So now more than ever, they need sponsors. So if you're interested in that, you can go to the website or you can reach out to me directly at the number that I just gave, 865-408-8690, and I will connect you to a child. You can pick the child's age, the, the child's age, gender, and country. You can also pick out a birthday that means something to you. Maybe you have children and you would like to sponsor a child with that same birthday or the same age as your child. Sponsors do that all the time. So if there's something that you want to do in honor of your children or maybe you want to sponsor a child in honor of a deceased loved one just to be doing something productive for someone else in their memory, that's always, that's always good. I did that with one of my sponsored children. I picked out my grandmother's birthday. In honor of her So if you would like to do that That would be great as well So reach out to me concerning that Also God is giving me a program Called Train the Pain If you have any kind of pain God has showed me, showed me how to train it To work for you Not just physical pain But emotional pain, mental pain Whatever you're going through And it's painful You need to reach out And hook up for this Program, you can register right there on the website, prolificfire.com. Check it out. I'm sure there'll be something there that will help you. And I will be adding more things to the website as the Lord leads. I'm waiting until the Lord leads me to do so. So stay tuned with that. If you don't get your prayer request in on tonight for whatever reason, be sure to join us Friday night. Friday night is your next opportunity. If you don't want to reach out any other way, then tune in on Friday. 
And as I always say, even if you get your prayer request in, still call in on Friday. It's a good thing to just, just sit in the atmosphere and receive. In a prayer-rich atmosphere and receive. Receive on Friday night. We'll be leading us in prayer. It's a time of prayer and encouragement. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, by calling the same number that many of you call tonight, 347-426-3782. 347-426-3782. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. Your prayer request will be taken there, too, so call in. Then join me, yours truly, Prophet Stacy, back here on Prolific Fire, same night, time, and place, Monday night, 10 Eastern, 9 Central, 7 Pacific, for a special, this is my Christmas special, for a special, Dining with Jesus, Worship Experience. And those of you looking for a deep word next week, I want you to know the Lord gave me a certain chapter to break down just a few scriptures just to just expound on. But the most of this message, the most of what's going to happen next Monday will be worship. I'm going to expound on the scripture he told me to expound on a little bit. And then I'm going to get out of the way. I'm just going to play worship music to give you the opportunity to get in his presence, to get in his presence and let him do the rest. Let him do the rest. In worship, God speaks. That's all I'm going to say before I give away the whole thing. I mean, I'm just going to leave it right there. But most of it will be worship. So if you enjoy worship music, this is a worship experience. Dining with Jesus, a worship experience. Tune in for that on next Monday. Because as I said, that will be my Christmas special. That will be my Christmas present to all of you for being so faithful. With all of that being said, you can look for the flyers on my website. You'll see it again. Look for it on the, not the website, on social media, I mean. Look for it. It will be there. And tune in. Be a part. I'm coming to the phone lines now. So get ready. As T.D. Jakes would say, get ready, get ready, get ready. I'm coming to the phone lines. So God be the glory.